Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got CrashPlan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the show, we have Kimberly Crossland. She's the former founder, owner, and operator of Savvy Copywriters, a communications and digital marketing agency based in Tucson, Arizona. But today, she's a content and digital marketing experience manager over at Rocket Source. And we're talking all about her transition from owning and operating her own business to going all in with one client. You might notice that this is the second type of conversation we've had around this same topic, but I think this one brings an entirely new perspective. We're talking about work-life balance, having enough time and mental space to hang out and enjoy being with your kids and your family, and how Kimberly has really tapped into a new level of creativity working with just one client. So give this one a listen if you've been needing to kind of trim the fat in your own business. We give ideas for both service and product-based businesses. Get your notebook, settle in. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Hey, Kim. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited to talk about kind of this specific uh, journey that I feel like is kind of risen up a little bit and people haven't been talking about it. And then we recently did a show about it. And now I feel like everyone wants to talk about it, which is great. Mm -hmm. So and that's specifically about really scaling back your business to have a more simple focus and potentially align with one client to almost completely step away from what you were doing before. So I would love to kind of hear a little bit of background on how you even got to the point where you were burnt out enough where that was even a sexy option. (laughs) Yeah. So I started a copywriting agency about six and a half years ago, and that I sort of stumbled into. So I was working for a startup at the time. They decided to go 100% back into development mode, and I was a marketer. And so all of a sudden, I was out on my own and I thought, what am I going to do? And I've always had this dream to be, to have a hustle on my own and to be an entrepreneur. And so I went all in. I thought, okay, this is my chance. This is, it's being handed to me on a silver platter. So six and a half years ago, I started blogging for other businesses and I started copywriting for other companies. And soon they started asking me for other things and it just built and built and built. Well, fast forward to roughly two months ago. And I found myself very burnt out. I'm a mom to two kids, a one-year-old and a two-year-old. And I didn't know what to do. And it was just like you said, like it was that sudden burn, not, not even sudden, it was kind of a slow burn, but then a sudden realization that I can't keep doing what I'm doing. And I decided now is the time to scale back and to simplify like you just said. And so I did. And I went 
all in with one client and I have not looked back since. It was a hard decision. It was a super hard decision because I love the people that I work with, but I needed to, for my own sanity and really for the sake of my other clients, lean into the place that made the most sense for me. Well, I love hearing these stories because I think it's like Abby was saying, I, I do wonder if this is a rising trend of people who, you know, for the past, like even two to five years of just this rise of like hustle and build your agency and build this big flashy business and like have your blog and all of these clients and just like have, you know, be everywhere and do everything to try to grow into this really big, well-known thing. I feel like that was like everyone's goal for a really long time. And then a lot of people are waking up to realize like, A, how much work that takes not only to get off the ground, but then to maintain. And you, I think like what we're realizing here within our own business, that it takes like a lot of people and a really big team to maintain like something that huge. And so you either go that way. You're like, okay, I'm just going to hire a crap ton of people and we're going to have all of these systems. And like, this is our business and that's fine. Or we're just going to like pair, pair, pair way down. And so I know that a lot of different reasons for you came up, like creativity and burnout and kids. But like, what else do you think really outside of just kind of that surface level, like maybe I just need to pair back and kind of just, you know, shake things up a little bit. Like what else kind of lean, helped you lean into this big decision? Yeah, that's a really great question. And it's one that I don't think a lot of people talk about. So there's two points. The first is we need to redefine what success looks like because it's like you said, everyone's been taught where it's hustle, 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 go, go, go. And if you're not burning yourself out at both ends, waking up at 3 a.m., going to bed at 10 p.m., which I've done, you're not really successful. And are you even really trying? I mean, that's kind of the message that we're getting and that's terrible. And so we need to really think about what success looks like individually. And then the other thing is we need to really be more than more than a title. And so I found myself really tied to an identity of I'm a business owner and I can't go all in with one client because then I lose my identity and I lose who I am. And specifically as a mom, that's another challenge. On the other side of that, you know, I talk about being more than mom. Well, the reason why that's so important to me is because I feel like so many moms have their identity tied to that. And so why can we not find that balance in between where you can be all in with your kids and you can be all in with whatever you choose to do professionally, whether that is as a business owner or that is as a mom or that is, you know, havesies or whatever it's going to look like and still feel like you're a success and still give yourself that grace and credit and pat on your back at the end of the day, knowing I'm doing all that I want to do. So I think that that's an important conversation we need to start having with ourselves and, and grace that we need to be giving ourselves. I'm doing all that I want to do. I think just like let everyone listening, like let that sit with you for a second. Am I doing just right now? I'm doing all that I want to do. I like that. <laughs> well, I'm curious, like I know Emily and I have both like severely struggled with this. Being able to take my self-worth and identity out of the success of my business. Like I can still be a success or I can still crush it or I can still be amazing or worthy or whatever, even if I make $0 today, even if I have to fire someone or let someone go, or even if my launch doesn't go the way I planned, or even if my Instagram 
is basically worthless at this point. Like, (laughs) I I mean, (laughs) you just, I think we spent so much time developing something that at some point the lines blurred between who we are and what we do. And we need to like put the line back down because I think living that way is really self-destructive and can end up potentially really hurting us, not just like on a metaphorical level, but I mean, I've gotten to the point where stress from work made me physically ill. So like, I know that there's lines that if crossed can, I mean, really, truly harm people on a crazy level. So how how did that work for you? What Was there any sort of signs that you got outside of just feeling like kind of meh about what was going on? Or was was there like a straw on the camel's back that broke it? There's quite a few straws on the camel's back that broke it, quite honestly. I, I would say a few of the bigger or heavier straws were first off, looking five years ahead. Yeah, my kids are going to be in school and I'm going to have more time. And yeah, things are going to be easier in that regard. But also the world's going to be so different. And I felt like we're living in a time where artificial intelligence is really coming in and swooping up a lot of these creative jobs. So writing is going to be given over to machines. Yeah, there's still going to need to be a human element. I'm a firm believer in that. But so much more is going to be given over to the to robots, essentially. And that sounds too futuristic to say it like that. I almost don't like to say it like that, but it's true. And so looking ahead, I knew that it was time for me to make some kind of a change. And that was starting to keep me up at night. And that lead, that bled over into this, what am I doing? Is this really what I want to be doing? Do I want to be competing with machines in five years? Do I want to, do I want to just be kept up at 3 a.m. all the time with these things that I feel like are somewhat insurmountable. It's one thing to be kept up at 3 a.m. with, oh my goodness, I have a great idea and let me let me explore this and let me write it down and let me go into my office and turn on the light at 3 a.m. because I just want to get this out of my head and I'm so excited about it. And it's another thing to be to be losing sleep, which is so valuable, like you said, to your physical health over something that you feel like you can't control and it's frustrating you and it's just a bummer to be thinking about. And you're like, I just want to close my eyes and go back to sleep. And I don't even know if I want to wake up in the morning to do my work. I'd rather wake up in the morning to do this instead or, you know, so it's, it's that different kind of fire in your belly. Yeah. Well, and I think it, what's interesting to note here also is especially as a parent, but any business owner with anything in your life, recognizing that there are different seasons of different various levels of hustle that you can and that you should choose to give to your business. There is like, and and literally any stage of business can look however you want it to. Like, I know people kind of break it down into like that growth season of hustle and you're like working like crazy and getting thing off the ground. But I know so many people who are choosing to like grow a small business with very limited time. And they are like, that's all I can give it. If it's going to take five years to grow and and to be started up, fine. And so I think really acknowledging like what it is that you need right now. And 
if that's an extra couple days with your kids because they're going to school in a couple years, so you want to do that right now, then readjust. But that doesn't mean that in five years, maybe you want something entirely different for your clients and business and you get to decide what that looks like. Yeah. I think that empowerment is so big. And I think that we forget about it a lot of times when we're talking about our own business. I mean, when we're starting up something from scratch, we get to decide. You and get I think to decide. That we, <laughs> yes. And I think that we totally lose sight of that along the way because we're listening to all these different outside influencers who are telling us what we should be doing. And that's that toxic word should that we're falling into that trap of I should be doing this. And why am I not on Instagram more like you said, or why am, why am I not growing like they are? And, and you start to look sideways instead of ahead and you just, and, and everything just crumbles in front of you because you're not really driven towards that the goal that's going to make the most sense for you in this season, whatever the season of life or business or whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I think that goes hand in hand with a conversation you kind of talked about before we started recording that I want to dive into a little bit more. You're having a conversation with a lot of other business moms and it's that it's the conversation that comes up, I think every other day for every other parent out there, specifically mothers, but this like borderline of Am I missing everything with my kids right now? Am I not leaning into that role as much as I want to? Or am I missing everything in entrepreneur business career life right now? And am I not leaning into everything that I want to? And I feel like currently you're in a little bit of a happy place balance right now with both of those worlds. So can we talk more about that conversation and how you kind of restructured because of that? Yeah, of course. So there is when you're in a business... You're not at a nine to five. That's obvious. You're not clocking in and clocking out. When you're a mom, you're not clocking in and clocking out for sure. You can't put one or the other to side. And so there is truly a line where you're walking. You're, you have one foot in both 24 hours a day. And so that eventually is going to lead to some sort of burnout. So the conversation I was having yesterday with a bunch of moms who are business owners was Some of us wish that we had more time for our business. Some of us wish we had more time for our kids. And where's that fine line? And how do you, how do you find that balance? And a lot of people will lean on grandparents for help. I do that combined with daycare for help. But then you still feel that guilt of, am I, am I leaning too much on my mom for, for childcare? Am I being a bad mom for sending them to daycare? And that's again, that internal struggle of finding that healthy balance. And so when the conversation happened specifically for me with this one client that I went all in with, it was, I'm still going to need my flexibility. And that's just my, that's my sanity saver. And and he said, I get it. I, and I'm totally fine with that. And I, and I support it. And I thought, okay, this is it then. This is, I have, I have something that I have a team where I can lean on a little bit more on, you know, for those days where, I might need to be more with my kids and I'm not able to be in the office. And so I feel like I have a little bit more flexibility in that regard. So it it goes, you know, and if you're all in by yourself, you can hire somebody or you can outsource and you don't have to take it all on yourself. And I think that that's something I really struggled with, still kind of do quite honestly, but is trying to do it all yourself and being afraid to give up some of that control. And it all goes back, it sounds so controlling, but it all goes back to that ownership and that empowerment of you want to be able to do it all and you want to live up to all these expectations that society is putting on you and hustle, hustle, hustle and do, do, do and succeed, succeed, succeed. And anybody can do this and you can 10 X your profits, but it just drains you. And to the point where it's like, 
I know I can do it, but am I doing it in the right way? And am I doing it in a way that feels the best for me right now? So it's a balance. It's a balancing act. It's hard. I'm curious how you had the conversation with the client you ended up going all in with. Was it something that you kind of felt the desire to and you approached them about? Or was it the opposite and they kind of came at you with this like silver platter of an opportunity? It was both, quite honestly. I I have a problem of being overly honest. <laughs> so they knew my internal struggles and I'm very thankful that they they embrace full transparency <laughs> so much. So it was I was able to just be very honest. And so I, I think that he heard where I was coming from and said, it would actually be better for us if you would be all in too. And so what? how can we make this work for everybody? And it ended up being a very easy conversation, which I'll be honest, I had a little bit of nerves going in my belly. There were lots of butterflies going into it. But as soon as he was like, I get it. And I thought, man, how lucky am I? And so now I'm all in with 100% focus on what we're doing. I'm not worried about all these other things that I have to do and this to-do list, you know, adding up and trying to be organized and juggling all these different balls. I was able to just go with one ball for professionally and one ball personally. And that's so much easier to handle. And it, I do better work that way. And he knows that. And I know that. And so, and the team knows that. And so that it, it was freeing in that way. And so it worked out better all around. Yeah. So what is your actual like day-to-day, how does it look different now than, than previously? Just a lot less juggling, (laughs) a lot less juggling. It's now what I'm juggling is internal projects where it's, which sounds more corporate than it, than it is, but it's juggling the all the all that we need to get done for one specific goal instead of trying to reach a bunch of different goals for clients and so it it's a lot more focused i should say yeah 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 do you feel like so what i feel like the biggest difference for me would be like you still have a business even though you're working for someone else previously without locking down one big client, I feel like whether you're actually choosing to work on it every day or not, there's just like internal message in your head every single second of the day of like, I need to get more exposure and awareness. And like, what if this client leaves? And so then I need to find more people. Like, does that just extra mental space of thought just kind of leave? (laughs) It does. And you give yourself more margin and more white space to to really be creative and to to cut through all that clutter so you can really focus on what you love doing. And and so instead of trying to do it all and to have that constant worry and that nag and you know in the back of your head like what am I going to do if you eliminate those what ifs and it's now okay now I can think about how can we do this better and how can I message this better and how can I you know it, it's yeah. more, much more streamlined. And you like I said you give yourself that that margin that an extra brain power to just really relax, take a deep breath and go all in in one direction. And it, it's very freeing. It's very, it's very healthy, I think. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. 
I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. It's interesting hearing, since this is kind of the second conversation we've had around this idea of going in with one client, specifically for service-based businesses, it's interesting now that like how you're describing what you're feeling now and what you were kind of wanting to get away from, it's a very similar process for what Abby and I did at the beginning of last year, 2018, when we scaled back like a lot of our offerings. We cut so much stuff that we talked about publicly that we had available for sale that for people to buy. And we focused in on like one main product for a while and then like kind of paid attention to something else. And so by the end of the year, we had like a three hierarchy of products, but we're really only talking about like one at a time. And so it was interesting of like, we've heard it, like if you scale back and if you focus and if you niche down on one thing, like that's the thing that's going to grow and get attention and like trim the fat from everything else. But it almost gave us the same kind of freedom that you're talking about where now all of a sudden 
we're out of that mode of like, should we make a new course and should we make a new opt-in and should we like, this sounds sexy and fun and let's try this new thing when you're just laser focused on the thing that's already working and serving you really well. So for those of you out there who aren't with clients, but have products, maybe a, a similar way to get this kind of same freedom and feeling is to trim like what's not working within your own product lineup. I'd be curious, what, how is your day-to-day transition? Because I know what we went through when we quote unquote trimmed the fat and like simplified and all of that, but that still meant lots of systems and lots of people and less profit, but more revenue and like a lot. It meant a lot. Okay. But I'm curious, like what has your day-to-day shifted into? My day-to-day has shifted to, I'm not focused just on what I need to get done, but what I need to do to further the team. And so if there's someone who's waiting for me on a, on the team over there for something, I'm going to prioritize that over, well, I feel more in the mood to do this project today than this project. So the way I prioritize my tasks has changed quite a bit. I'm still taking ownership of where we're going with with the various products that we're launching and the different things that we're doing just because I feel so vested in the firm emotionally. Like I just love, I mean, there's just so much joy to what we're doing in my heart that I'm loving everything that we're putting together. And so that mindset of, well, now it's someone else's business. I don't really care has actually changed. I feel much more tied to this emotionally actually than what I did to a lot of my other products because I so I was content I was doing content marketing and copywriting. Well, I would ship that content and I never know if it got views. I never know if people acted on it. I don't know the conversion rates. I don't know any of the funnels behind it, any of that. And so I just felt like, here you go, and I'm done. And it just kind of felt, yeah, exactly. It was kind of eh, I don't know. But this way I'm getting a lot more behind the scenes. We're talking more strategy. We're talking more okay, that worked, that didn't work. Now what can we do? And I feel just so much more alive in it that it's it's exciting. And I think it's different for service-based businesses than products, but it's also still the same. Once you give your product to somebody, then you don't really see how they use it and whether they use it. And, and so you lose that a little bit. So I think that for the people who are not ready to go all in with one client or not ready to give up their business, and I think that's going to be the bulk of people listening, but you can still take something from that and and learn that there's real value in following up with those customers, not only for your own future iterations, but also just for the own fire in your belly to understand how things are being used, you know, creating a hashtag to see how people are using the planner that you just sent to them, or, you know, wanting to see your product out there in real life or following up with your service clients. I think that there's a lot more power to that than people realize. And not to go too far off on a tangent, but I was listening to a lot about software products and so many software products specifically focus on acquisition, but the real growth potential lies in the monetization of it and the retention. And so, so few people are focused on that. And I think that service-based businesses, product businesses do the same. We just focus on shipping it. And once it's shipped, we just forget it. And And I think that you lose that creative fire behind you. Yeah. Well, and coming from someone who was on the like hiring side of like wanting someone more all in, I can tell you as a boss of someone who's made that decision, we've already within a first couple of weeks of having someone who's full time on our team, our first employee was hired this year. It's 
a hundred percent game changer. Every person before her was a contractor, but in the sense of like temporary one-off projects, or they have a plethora of other clients on their own. And though they like obviously serve a purpose, we still have some incredible people on our team who have their own businesses, but it is like night and day from having someone who is just like, I'm yours. Like, what do you need? I'm in it. Like, what can I learn? I think it's so... It's so interesting of like the quick shift of even our small company culture when we brought on one more person who was like deeply invested in our mission and what we're doing and can like look ahead and and make her decisions in her day to day because she's going to be here in three years, in five years or whatever. It feels really nice on this side Mm -hmm. too. Oh, I bet. I bet. Well, and I think I would love if I could invent... And I don't even know how this would work, but I so agree that I think there's a missing piece when it comes to putting your product or service out there and getting back the information to really verify if you're ultimately doing your job appropriately. Like it's like pulling teeth. And and I'm talking about, of course, for now, but you put a product out there that's supposed to help someone grow their business. I would die. I would give my, I don't know what I would give because I really like my hands and feet and eyeballs. So I can't, I mean, I can't you offer could them give. Up. You could give your appendix. I you don't know. need that. Okay. Well, well <laughs> I would, I would have my appendix removed in order <laughs> to have more of our students report back on their revenue, yes. on their, their yes. growth, on yes. the results they're seeing. And like, I realize that part of it is us doing a better job of making that a priority, but it's so hard. Like you're saying, like our business doesn't run unless we ship more or unless we sell more or unless more people opt in or whatever. And so I think there's this constant battle of really wanting to know more results. And especially as someone who is trying to transition into more of an integrator role in our business, like I'm dying for more data. Yeah, it's like, show me the data. <laughs> but I'm curious, now that you have that being on the inside, so to speak, has it allowed you to change what you deliver or kind of tweak on a more intimate level? Like, how has it changed the actual work you produce? Oh, it's night and day difference. Before, so I got started writing blog posts for this client and slowly started writing more blog posts. And then I got into writing content for a workshop that we put together. And so it it was a slow progression. We took baby steps forward, which is how both of us moved forward, which is great. But now that I'm on the inside, like you said, I'm able to take more ownership of the outcome. And so I, I'm more thoughtful and intentional with what I deliver. It's like you said, I I know I'm going to be here in about three years, I hope. <laughs> I know I will be. And so it's looking further down the road and how is what I'm doing today going to benefit them, us? It, it doesn't even feel like a them. It, how is it going to benefit us as we move forward? Because I'm part of that, you know, and, and, and I love that. I love being, having that role now. So yeah, totally night and day difference. 
Well, I feel like it's also like lets you tap into a different level of creativity where, you know, working one-off projects or even just with multiple clients at a time, I think you can only go so deep if you don't know like the impact of your work and the results of your work. Like you're just like on that surface level forever and always. And it does its job, it serves its purpose. And the next one comes in and you do the same thing. But just this different, like, I bet you're sitting in on meetings that you haven't before and like understanding different behind the scenes that you haven't before. And so I think when some people get the ability to hear that information, like it's going to drastically impact like those light bulb moments that come to you at 3am are just going to be on a deeper level for that client. So I think that that's really exciting. Yeah, exactly. And it's exciting for myself too, and my deliverables, knowing that what I'm doing is making more of an impact. It's just like you said, I... I don't know if I would give my appendix either, but <laughs> it's always good to have that data coming in because it, it validates what you're doing and then it makes you want to produce more and better and you know the direction and where to lean in because you, you want, I mean, ultimately that's why we go into business. We want to be valuable to somebody. And so if we're not understanding the value we deliver, how can we really internalize that and know that, that what we're doing matters? Yeah. Do you think that it took you to do the years and years of building your agency, building a brand awareness and having clients in order for you to like either know that this position was right for you or even have this position available to you? Or do you think people can skip some of that process? I'm sure they could. I know of a few other team members that came on at a similar time as I did it that did not have a business prior to coming on with this specific company. But I feel like for me personally, I can only speak to myself and my experience, but I feel like me personally, it really has set me up to understand the true motivation and the true drive that needs to happen and needs to come out of the work and be seen in the work that I deliver after having put my own self on the line, you know, and and my own income on the line. I think I get it a little bit I'm not saying that they don't at all. I want to be really careful there. But I know myself personally, compared to what I was doing before I had a business and what I was doing now or what I'm doing now, I feel a lot more, I feel a lot more risk every time we hit publish on something because I know what's going into it a little bit more than it's just something that's going on the website. No, there's a lot more layers to it. So yeah, I think it has helped quite a bit. Yeah. Now, I mean my experience is a little bit different, but I worked in-house several places before I owned my own business. And I will say now I have a greater appreciation for my old bosses and like what the company went through. And when they made an announcement that they were struggling or they weren't, or things were amazing, like how much that really affects the owner's life and livelihood. And even (laughs) if you don't necessarily see them every day, that doesn't mean they're not invested 100%. Or just because they spend more time at lunch doesn't make them any less of a, a part of this community. So I've had so many moments where I wish I could go back and like apologize for a thought or comment <laughs> I had about my my the people that you know employed me for the first 5 years of my career and because honestly those lessons have been invaluable in running a business but now yeah. I can only imagine going back like if that were ever to happen which it won't for me but <laughs> no. if if it were like 
my level of appreciation for their risk and what's on the line for them would be immensely higher. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Everyone's appendix is on the line. (laughs) Right? Exactly. We're all losing body parts. Now, before we jump into the next segment, I do want to spend a minute and ask you, how has your role as a mother shifted since you've made this change with your business? It honestly hasn't shifted that much. I feel like the lines are still blurred, quite honestly, and I'm still figuring that out. I'm still wanting to work on the weekends when I have to take my kids to a doctor's appointment. I want to put in more time on the weekends to make up for, you know, if I were to fall behind or, and I'm not alone in that in the company. There's a lot of parents in the company that do the same thing. So I'm still trying to walk that, that line of balance and figure out how to be all in, in one area. I will say though, when I am with my kids, it's easier for me to not have to worry about getting more followers. And did I not post on social media today? Oh no. Like what, you know, now what's going to happen or I've lost my consistency and, Oh, I missed a week on the blog. Now I'm, you know, behind on my SEO rankings and, and or whatever. I feel like having people I can lean on has made it so I can be more present with my kids and not have those constant like nagging worries. Yeah. I think that like that mental space that we were talking about earlier, I think that that starts to disappear and that gives you freedom to at least just be more present in the places that you want to be present. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Talk strategy to me, Abby. Yeah, let's do it. I know you kind of have a journey and a roadmap laid out for people. So I'd love to hear your kind of, you know, three to five action steps on what you think people need to be doing to find that space in their own life or business. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing to do is to take a page from Marie Kondo's book and lay everything out on the bed or the computer or the the desk or wherever it is and find what is going to spark the most joy in your life because that's what I did. And ultimately, I landed on holding one thing. And it might be multiple things. It probably will be multiple things for a lot of people. But finding those things that make you the happiest and give you the biggest fire in your belly are the ones that you need to lean into. And I can guarantee you, if anyone is like me, you're saying yes to way more than you need to. <laughs> I think that that's a chronic problem. And so finding that, that, and then when you have all those items laid out and everything in front of you that is giving you the most joy, to start looking for patterns in that. You know, you talked about data. Pattern recognition and data is very important. It's the same thing with your business and your clients and, you know, the relationships that you're building. What are the ones that are, are that matter? And then what ties them all together. What is that same fabric that's weaving everything together? And so when you find that, it might be a niche, it might be an industry, but it also just might be a personality type. You never know what it's going to be. But once you start to notice the same things that you're seeing over and over again that are making you the happiest and making you want to show up at work every day and also helping you to sleep at night and not get that physical feeling of stress, then you can know who it is that you serve. And so once you understand better who it is you want to serve, you can flip the switch and then really understand from there what it is they need to hear from you at every stage of their journey. And so you start from how are they going to find you to what are they going to need long after you've started working with them and what's going to make this the most valuable relationship. And then you can map it out. You can map it on a whiteboard. You can map it. I have a whiteboard desk. And so I map everything on my desk. But yeah, just mapping everything out so you can visually see, here's what I need to do. Here's how I need to show up. And then everything, it's going to hopefully, ideally fall into place in a perfect world. 
Like magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that. Thank you for that. I loved hearing this, this alternative perspective on scaling down on the client side. I think it'll be really helpful for people listening. So how about you let everyone know where they can keep hanging out with you and learning from you if you have any cool resources for them? Yeah. So if you want to head over to rocketsource.co, that's the company that I've leaned all in with. Nice. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.